Hey, what's up? <laughs> how's the how's the gain on that? Um, welcome to Musicians Movie Club. This is Dan Stewart. This is Tommy Kessler, and I know how to use a microphone. He certainly does, folks. And also, uh, people who know you how use know how microphone, <laughs> and also speak English are. Two members of the Trenchies who are with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, folks. Hello, I'm Andrew Pridmore from the Trenchies. Hello, I'm Logan from the Trenchies. Andrew, you're in a couple other bands. You want to yeah, show? I'm also um, in The Hustle and Yada Yada. Shout out to both of them. And uh, they're on Musicians Movie Club today to talk about um, one of their collective favorite films, uh, Evil Dead from 1981, directed by Samuel Raimi. I don't know legally if that's his name or not, but doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll hear from his lawyers. If yeah. It's not. <laughs> um, and as with every episode, we have a cocktail prepared for this particular film. Yes, which I will explain. It's called the, and I'm going to butcher this, Necronomicon. 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 Necronomicon, which is the name of the Book of the Dead from Evil Dead 2. We got some Mezcal. We got some Campari. We got some Lime. We got some Quintro. And some motherfucking grenadine. Motherfucking grenadine, there is. And it's a delicious beverage. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, if I may say so, thank you, Tommy. Absolute banger of a cocktail. It's it's sweet on the front end, and then it gets a little dry from that Campari on the back yes. end. Like, the flavor is dying. Not, not a bad way. Like, like, <laughs> like the, no, the sweetness is dying, decaying. Like, yeah. like the dead... Um, people in Evil Dead 1981, directed by Samuel Raimi. That's exactly what I meant. Why, Andrew, did y'all pick this film? Well, the journey to picking our movie was a very, a very long one. Yeah. But um, actually, I think Logan might be able to explain better. I mean, it was just the most recent film that we saw when you asked us. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really, really, really like it. Like, it happened to be a favorite of mine that I did just watch, like, a week or two ago. That's a big one. <laughs> We're already like abandoning the the general concept <laughs> of the podcast. Well, it's too hard with two people, you know. No, that's cool. I mean, like if you both, you guys both love it, and that's. Yes. Yeah, we're here. To... Yeah. And I, I love the trilogy as a whole, also. Yeah. yeah. Um, My thoughts on Evil Dead. Great film. Four out of five on Letterboxd. Great. So we're, we're actually watching it. It's laying in the background, just the visual of the movie. And one thing I wanted to bring up is when she's scribbling in the book, how much it looks like she's drawing SpongeBob. Anybody else catch that? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to get that off my chest because it distracted me so much for like 10 minutes. I was like, was that, was that SpongeBob? I know he didn't exist yet. It, it, instead of join us, it's like, are you ready? <laughs> No, I, so I didn't get into Sam Raimi until fairly recently, and it was, a, I mean, I always liked the Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite movies, and then I went back and rewatched a bunch of his stuff before the new Doctor Strange came out, and this was one of the ones that I hadn't seen in a while, so I was happy to watch it again, happy to watch it again last night. Um, hit way better a second time for some reason. I think the first time, I was just like, oh, the effects are cool, but like nothing really happens in it, which I don't know why I cared about that. Plots are overrated and stupid. So it was nice watching it. <laughs> what a take. <laughs> what a take. Um, you don't need plot. That's like the least important thing to a movie. Do you, want, do you have any comment, Dan? <laughs> what a take. <laughs> you, can do, I can, you can have a little plot as a treat. <laughs> Just enough to get the people who need plots going. But like, 2001, what happened in that? Nothing. Or everything. 
2001? Um, the 2001 Space Odyssey? Yeah, what happens in that? Uh, so in that one, there's some monkeys. And the monkeys... Um, Tell me the plot, Dan. Okay, so this is the plot of 2001 Space Odyssey, not Evil Dead. Um, this is Some monkeys are hanging around. And then a big alien uh, stone shows up. It's a stone, but it's also an alien. It's an advanced it's alien monolith. question mark, right? Alien question mark. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I get keep, you. I keep talking about yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, the big alien, the big uh, big block shows up, and it's like doing some weird stuff. And then the monkeys are like, "I'm gonna commit murder." So they. <laughs> Find a. I love how we're like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> we still have two and a half hours to go. And uh, you know, uh, so <laughs> a monkey commits murder, and then uh, spaceships happen. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the plot to 2001: A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. Came out in 60 something. Eight. Eight. Thank you. Was it, do you actually know that? Yeah. So actually, oh. um, I watched 2001: A Space Odyssey instead of Evil Dead. So like, I'm really glad the conversation <laughs> looped around this way, or else I would have been fucked. Um, I can swear. Can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go, cool. Do what you got to do. Um, it's a Christian podcast, but cool Christian. Um, so talk multi- about that youth pastor. <laughs> oh, that was a callback. Way to go. The, the extended Musicians Movie Club universe has a lot to do with my youth pastor. Yeah. Um, oh, Rob. So, uh, we Multiverse of Madness came out this year, and I thought it was great. Most people didn't, but I was really excited that Sam Raimi was like doing something for the first time. I think, did he do something after Spider-Man 3? Does anyone know? The Great and Powerful Oz. Oh, oh The Great yeah. and Powerful Oz. He did that in like one horror movie, I think, that I don't even remember the name of. But he did Oz, for sure, right? Drag Me to Hell was the one. Oh, Drag Me to yes. Hell was the one that we forgot. Or I forgot. Blockbuster okay. classic. Drag Block- Me to Hell. <laughs> I like Sam Raimi. That's all I was trying to get at. I'm going to pass the microphone. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um, he's good at movies. And this one is one that he was good uh, at doing. Um, <laughs> um, it's been really nice talking to you. <laughs> In summary... Uh, no, I my first experience watching this was probably something like eight to ten years ago um and i think at the time i was not really into it because i it is very simple you know you know like i was expecting like fun twists and turns and mysteries and things but this is really just a a visceral film like uh it's an excuse to be gross just an excuse to be gross it's um i love it i love that yeah it's a it's a lot and like it, it's a it's a kinetic movie. Like I was really watching the camera work in yeah. uh, last night when I was watching it. Um, he goes in such weird places and puts the camera in just strange perspectives, yeah. um, and he's shaking around and jumping and moving. And I I really love it because it's like it's such an obviously like low budget indie production, um, and it really just contributes to the whole effect of the film which is just like i said visceral bloody in your face nuts um and that's really cool like i guess when i so i my opinion has come a long way because i know that and watching this in other times since then i was still kind of like working up to it and this time i feel like i really appreciated it a lot more it also is a uh, just structurally so nuts because like the the big turning point scene which is the 
um, trying to put a put this in a in a light way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the tree sequence. The tree sequence. The yeah. trequence, if you will. Um, uh, the trequence is like the main memory of this, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like yeah. the first time, like first time seeing this, being like, ah, "I don't know about this." And then the rest of the movie is bonkers bananas, and it just goes, it puts his foot to the gas. So yeah. yeah so I, I also um I also saw this movie like many years ago. I don't even remember how old I was, but I just remember like being a small kid even and like knowing this movie existed and it was always like the gross is like the bloodiest, the grossest. And when like you're nine, you're like sign me up for that and <laughs> give me more of that. Um I don't remember how old I was when I finally saw it, but um I kind of had in my head that reputation of like that it had back in the 80s of like you know video nasties and all that stuff like people thought this was like literally a smut film like that was like the you know like the the reputation it had so I don't remember um how I felt in that regard when I saw it as like a teenager but I just know I liked it because I didn't really expect anything you know so the fact that it was like a super straightforward story with just like all these like visual effects gags and stuff like I was all in for that um and I think now watching it being older and stuff, like, and stuff, English, <laughs> English, English literature. You're getting your point across. Um, Zulling, which has to do. Being older, like, now it's like this movie, I think it's so much funnier than I thought it was when I was a kid. Mm. And also, I've seen, like, I've probably seen the sequels a lot more, which are, like, actual straight up comedies. Um, so the first time I saw this, I thought it was just a straight horror movie. And I think you can definitely read it that way. But, like, now there's stuff where, like, I can see it as just, like, kids making a movie basically and like stuff that is like actually like pretty funny like like the over the topness because and we can get into more of this stuff later there's a line where like ash says to scotty something about like you knew you were going too far like you can't take like you knew like something about going too far and then the rest of the movie proceeds to go like way way too far with everything and squishing people's eyes and shit yeah Yeah. and like which so i thought it was a very like self-aware um and funny kind of thing so i think this movie has more self-awareness than i thought when i was um younger and i can quit rambling now logan because logan's probably the only person here that didn't see it um a long time ago so this is fresh for you it is fresh. Um, I personally give it four and a half on Letterboxd. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. But it might change to five, to be honest, because I do really like it. Um, I mean, it checks off a lot of boxes for me. I feel like this genre, for me, can be pretty tricky to, uh, I don't know, scratch the itch that I, I have and like... Stuff like, I mean, even in the, the basement scene when they have, like, the um, the ripped poster that's The Hills Have Eyes that's probably yeah. a little homage. Like, to me, that movie, what I mean, wasn't really it for me. And this has, like, a lot of elements of, like, I mean, you d- you don't really feel like you're in one place the whole time. You're, you're not constantly reminded that this is one, like, shitty cabin that's like 200 square feet like it feels very big like it feels like there's a lot going on in this one space and you know i I like survivor movies a lot and it has a lot of that like element where everyone's getting picked off one by one and who you predict is going to be the survivor is not the one at all you think that it's going to be the girl kind of at the beginning who it sort of narrows in on and then it's this like goofy (laughs) weird guy and i i don't know i that's personally why i really like it 
Yeah, no, just the fact it's unexpected. I mean, again, plot's fairly straightforward, but unexpected in terms of what you were talking about. And also just, like, the lengths to which it goes to be violent. Andrew, like you were kind of saying, yeah. there were just some moments where I was watching it and I forgot, like, some of it looks pretty real, except for when it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wanted to do some research on this because, like, when did movies start using darker colored blood versus red paint? Because that was one thing I noticed. I expected it to be, like, very garish, like, Italian horror sort of vibes but there are like home moments where i was like oh that pencil is actually going into their ankle yeah <laughs> well that yeah. that one hurt <laughs> yeah. so like i know that the blood was like maple syrup chocolate and like and food coloring i think oh was the i just watched a video on this i'm not a genius but and the the ankle thing um was like cause that's probably like one of the grossest things in the movie even though it's like in terms of scale like one of the smaller gross outs but like probably the most visceral like you can imagine Right. A pencil digging into your Achilles, you know, tendon, and wriggling all around in there. It's pretty horrific. Um, but that was a, a prosthetic, like, foot. Like, there was a, her real foot was on her left, and then the right was a prosthetic one. They, and they actually stabbed the shit out of, you know, whatever that is. And um, it's super gross. Yeah, don't like that. I don't like trauma to the appendages, you know? <laughs> no, I can like, do with that. Yeah. Well, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Do you guys have like a favorite? This, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, kill like violent moment. Oh, because I know mine, but if you guys want to think about it, I can go. Oh, you go first. Because it's also my favorite shot in the movie, or favorite like sequence. Um, there's a part toward the end where it's like the guy that's not Ash. I don't know any of the names. I think it's Scotty. Scotty, thank you. I'm usually so bad with this. I'm like totally on top I'm... of my game right now. <laughs> no, you're good. Scotty, Cheryl, Linda. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's Scotty's head falls off, but the camera like sort of not mounts to his head, uh -huh. but like follows his head falling off, keeps yeah. cutting between Ash's eyes, watching his head fall off to following the head as it hits the ground and explodes. Yes. It's my favorite shot. I love that part. Well, my same like sequence, I love it when the, the demon hands come out of like the stop motion sequence. Yeah. Because that's like right around the same thing, right? Yep. When all the bodies are deteriorating and going back to hell, I guess. <laughs> um, like, And then all, all these like puppet, like, they're like these like stop motion bodies or whatever. And then very real, like, you know, human arms come out with claws. And that's super messed up. I love it. It looks so gross. Because everything's just like weird Play-Doh at that point. Um. Yeah, I like that. We're we're getting to the treequence now in our in our current watch of this. Uh, uh, that happens so much sooner. Than yeah, I, than I thought. <laughs> like it feels like an hour into the movie, and that it lasts an hour, but sure does. Uh, do you guys have favorite kills in the horror genre at all? I'll kick it off with one of my faves. Uh, I've, I'm a big Friday the Thirteenth fanatic. Nice. Uh, I'm a Jason head, if you will, um, and. Uh, in Jason X, which is the movie where Jason goes to space, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. which is a fantastic film, um, because you'd think like, wow, that's really stupid and cheap, but no, that movie's awesome. Mm -hmm. David Cronenberg is in it. Wait, what? Yeah, he very Why? briefly. He's chilling. Um, and uh, uh, there's a scene where like they have um, a surgical, like an operating room, and there's like a little sink that's filled with like liquid nitrogen it's like a cryogenic sink and um and uh jason is being like operated on by a doctor and then uh he wakes up <laughs> as you do and then he uh and then he takes her and puts her face in the cryogenic stuff and then smashes her face into the into the like table so it's like she becomes like a red slushy 
my it's God. like I it's can... fucking crazy. Picture that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I gotta watch. Jason, I gotta watch Jason X now. Like that's. Oh yeah! Everybody watched Jason. All right, this is a Jason X episode now. <laughs> Actually, I watched that in preparation. Also, so. Um, do you have a favorite? I don't know. It. it I don't know. There's Looking, too many. You don't seem like a big horror guy to me. I honestly, I'm not. Um. I feel like everything I'm thinking of is very campy and. Possibly more comedic than horrific. Do you think this movie is going to get you to watch more horror having enjoyed it so much? I don't... Not necessarily. I mean, I don't... I, I feel like I've seen a lot. I'm not sure what would be left. I mean, that sounds like a pretty what? good one. <laughs> like, in the horror genre, I'm not sure what new, like... Classic. Venture... Cla- yeah, classics like, I could... Uh, I'm a big dork about it. Like, yeah. I... Um, so like especially franchises like Friday the Thirteenth, uh, sure the new batch, um, the uh, there's a there are like thirteen Friday the Thirteenth movies and there are like thirteen or fourteen Halloween movies. There are ten ish. Don't don't quote me on these numbers. I can't think of it all. If I counted them, I could count them, but I'm not. Gonna all do the that. alien movies. Um, Those are great. Yeah, yeah. Alien. Um, Chucky, like uh, the Hellraiser, George A. Romero, uh, yeah. zombie movies. Yeah, Romero zombie movies. There are so many, and then there's all the like one-off ones and like weird things like Chud. I don't know if you've seen what? Chud. Chud. Seen Chud. It's like uh, um, uh, I don't forget what the C stands for. It's an acronym. Um, humanoid underground dweller. It's like oh. yes. So that, that's that's not a sequel to the Paul Newman movie HUD. No. Okay. Well, double checking. Maybe. Let's 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 get a fan theory going. Right. <laughs> uh, tweet the movie podcast. That, um... uh, also, like I I got really into watching um, random uh, B movies on Tubi. You know. Oh, I'm on the same wavelength right yeah. now. Same. Have you? <laughs> Uh, by the way, we're sponsored by Tubi TV. <laughs> Tubi TV, um, it's free. There are ads for some things, but um, it's free, and they got so much stuff on there. There's probably a few Tom Cruise movies in in there if that's what you're looking for. There's okay between not mm. to hijack your your thing too much, but Tubi and free <laughs> movies on YouTube. There are so many good movies between the two yeah. of those. Like honestly, and the ads like. I don't even get ads on Tubi most of the time. And on YouTube, you get, like, one ad break. Like, you get a couple towards the beginning, and it knows, like... Once once YouTube knows that you committed, like, they stop giving you ads. Like, I swear, on these movies. So All right, get, he's a real one. Stop giving him the ads. Yeah, like... Serious, I mean, it feels that way. Because, like, I'll get a two-minute one at the beginning. By the time you're in the third act, no commercial breaks. Even if it says it on the timeline. You're I listening digress. to a DIY podcast right now. Like a, yeah, and we got DIY ethics. Tubi and free YouTube movies. This is the way to go. Cut off your cable. No more Netflix. Tubi TV. I mean, you can't even watch Dollman on Netflix, okay? Dude, like, Dollman. Dollman. Uh, so yeah, good. so you're into... Okay. Sorry, we're, we're way off. I also don't think Jeff Tubi praised Elon Musk like the Netflix guy did, so... <laughs> Jeff Tubi is actually my uncle. I'm a shill for Tubi. <laughs> Anyway, Dollman, um, Full Moon Features, Trancers. You've seen yeah. Trancers? No. Oh, man. But I'm just getting into Who's the guy that directed Dollman? Um, um, he's just Charles died. Band? No, no, it's like Albert something. He made um, Arcade. 
Arcade is a great. <laughs> well, we're off topic. Um, Arcade, <laughs> Arcade is a great 1990 movie that's like basically it rips off Tron. Oh yeah. It's like if Goosebumps made a Tron episode, but it was a feature <laughs> film movie starring the adult version of the Christmas Story kid, and written by oh, the guy. Sick. It's like the first the first script of the guy that wrote the Dark Knight trilogy. So this guy went on to make the most bankable you know oh. shit ever, but he wrote Arcade and it's really bad and de- weirdly depressing. David S. Goyer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He wrote Arcade. It's <laughs> sick. It's fun. I just wanted to sound like I knew a guy. <laughs> Tommy knows guys. <laughs> Yeah, go back for okay. favorite film franchise. Okay, so favorite horror franchise for me would probably be the De- the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, those movies. And I think what's crazy, researching both those and the Evil Dead franchise is like, they have like the exact same narrative, basically, where it's like, not California, you know, like, like middle of nowhere, like college friends, like getting together to like make a movie and like convince whoever they can who like owns a local business to like steal their money and make a movie with it. Because um, that's basically what Evil Dead is, and basically what Night of the Living Dead was, and then both were actually distributed by the same guy, like coincidentally, and became like drive-in movie theater hits, like super influential. You know, I mean, like Night of the Living Dead probably more so, but um, and then ten years later they made a sequel that no one wanted to make because they needed money. So, and I don't know. I think both are very endearing and made by people that love movies, and you can tell, like, when you're watching it, like, these people just love movies a lot, you know? Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. Like I said, didn't get into Ramey until recently, but to talk about Multiverse of Madness more because I do think it's underrated. It w- <laughs> I'm just going to keep plugging Marvel. They don't get enough uh, coverage. Um, it, it was wild. Like, there were shots from Evil Dead that I remembered from Multiverse of Madness that he borrowed, like, some of the weird POV stuff and. Um, even the shot of like the head falling off there's a shot in Multiverse of Madness where it's like following a demon's head as he's like attacking Doctor Strange and weird shit and I'm just like that's crazy that this many years later Raimi can do like the biggest budget movie you know one of the biggest budget movies ever and still have that sensibility and do it well mm-hmm. um, I think speaks a lot to his talents and also his ability to just trust himself on what he thinks is cool and do it um, and it, it, so it was cool seeing his first movie and then his most recent one is this his first movie? yeah yeah, okay. I want to make sure there wasn't anything weird before this. I didn't know. Um, and, like, not that much has actually changed. Like, there are even gross moments in Multiverse of Madness. Like, a dude's head explodes at one point, and that was in a PG-13 movie. I was like, this guy's awesome. Well, I don't have a favorite movie kill, but I do have a uh, favorite um, movie callback. I don't know if you guys caught this in the first watch, but... There's a moment in the beginning of the movie where Ash gives his girlfriend a uh, necklace. And when she comes back, you caught this? Yes. When she comes, I think I caught this. When she comes back into the room, um, he pretends to be asleep. And every time she looks at him, he closes his eyes again. Mm-hmm. And then later when she's possessed and he's trying to bury her, but she's still alive, he looks down at her and she closes her eyes. And when he looks away, she opens her eyes and like it's the same bit. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, yeah, there's, you know, it's silly and it's goofy and it's gory, but like, that's just like about thought, as tight a as a script. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, that, that to me was like when I, it, it added so much legitimacy. Yeah. The other, this is kind of related. Another thing I noticed is that um, toward the end when her necklace is sitting on the ground, the chain is in the shape of a skull. Did anyone notice that? Oh, I did not notice yes. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, they spent probably so much time. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that was. I thought that was nice. Wow. Um, 
Well, on top of that, like, there's a lot of stuff, like, because this movie is super stylistic, right? The POV shots and the Dutch angles, like, everyone thinks of those probably. But, like, there's some sequences in this where, like, they're just super slick, like, camera movements that don't really, like, draw attention to themselves. Like, even, like, like one shots that don't really, you know, you might not think, you might not even notice, you know, like, super long takes. But also, like, the, the sequence where they, they, uh, they throw Cheryl in the basement, mm-hmm. um, in the cellar. Like, there's this shot of them, like, closing it with the chain and, like, it just follows, like, basically that whole scene just follows the guy's hands, like, locking her in. And, like, I don't know. I just thought that was very slick. I don't really know how to articulate how, no, but it, to me, it's, like, kind of like a, a Spielberg kind of thing, you know? And I'm going to interrupt myself because in the movie in the background, Ash just got thrown into a, a bookcase. And I wanted to talk about furniture smashing. Yeah, be, go ahead. Go right ahead. Well, Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 has so much of just Ash getting thrown into furniture, <laughs> yeah. throwing himself into the furniture, plates. the plates. Yeah. This movie didn't have enough. Uh, Bruce Campbell, I mean, he gets hurt a lot, but like well, not as much as the second one. I would like to, because the reason I pointed this out was because that is the first of two or three bookcase like this, that same bookcase falls on him like two or three more times <laughs> in this movie, and that's where I was like, they have to know, like, because they know they did that, you know, when they're yeah. shooting this. Um, but I thought that was really funny that like there's twice where he's like put out of the action because like ah, the bookcase <laughs> has fallen on me. I'm just glad that Raimi hasn't ditched uh, Bruce Campbell getting hurt. And oh, we got to the thing you're talking about with the hands and the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's so kinetic and like you're yeah. in the moment. Because I'd be panicking too trying to do that, and it has the shakiness, and you're freaking out. Actually, when I watch horror movies, I just think about how I would know how to do everything correctly. You know, <laughs> like these idiots don't know what to do. <laughs> sorry, I cut off your thing. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. No, that it's a. Uh, you're right. It's a very interesting note how like th- all he uses everything to make get the space feel bigger than it is, which I think is really cool because yeah, it's just like a room. Like most of this movie happens in a room, but it does does not feel like it. Like they made basically two movies and a couple episodes of the TV show like revolve around this. There's like it's kind of confusing the layout of the cabin because I feel like sometimes like how many rooms yeah <laughs> are like really in this thing? Like they're like weird hallway and room like connections, and someone will walk in one door and you think that's the, the door they walked in, right? And they go back through it and it's not the same. It's like the bathroom now. It's kind of weird. That's very The Shining. Yeah. Here he goes. You st- no, I was literally going to say it's like The Shining. That was it. I just. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite movie. I've, I've never. You, you haven't. You haven't seen no, it? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What? I've seen, I've seen The Shining. Jesus. Ways, ways to trigger Tommy. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was bad. <laughs> the Stephen King. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Face reveal. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been Stephen King the whole time. This is the most ferocious original movie I've ever seen. The, the bull quote on the poster from Stephen King. Of, of that's what he said about yeah. Evil Dead. That's, oh, really? They, they attribute a lot of the box office success to to Stephen King being like, "This is." He said in like 1981 terms that this is bussin', basically. And they're whoa. Like, yeah. If somebody wrote, if like, okay, if on local bands somebody wrote, somebody said, "This is bussin'." Stephen King said, "This is bussin'." <laughs> what if it? But what if it was like John Grisham? John Grisham said, "This is or like bussin'. James Patterson." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, the James Patterson? Like, yeah, dude. He said it was bussin'. Like, whoa. I, ferocious is a good word for this. I like I like ferocious. Yeah. Um, I know that the Necronomicon. It may not be named until the second movie, but right. but um, that concept is from Lovecraft, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, authors, 
Um, shout out Tom Clancy. Shout out Tom Clancy. This <laughs> Tom Clancy said, "This is bussin." Have you guys seen? Have you seen all? You've seen all the trilogy. You you seen? I've yeah, seen I've just seen the first two. Oh, Army of Darkness is awesome. I really like it. I feel like that's up Logan's alley. Yeah. And then there's the remake, which I did not like. I, I have not seen it. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. There's a remake of this, and it is a lot. It seems like it's just the boring version of this movie. Is well, that correct? Eli Roth version. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, did he actually? No. no oh, no, okay. Kevin Woods. No, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. What no, Kevin it? Woods was good. Yeah, Kevin was Fever fine. was not. So. Isn't Bruce Campbell in it for a sec? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh no! If you can't what, remember if Bruce Campbell was in the movie, yeah, that's was. not a good sign for the movie. He probably you know I mean? was. He probably yeah. was. He's a oh. he's a guy. You know, should, like. Should he, we, I got some things to say about Bruce Campbell. Go for it. We both do, yeah. Only nice things, yeah. Well, one, apparently behind the scenes, like, you know, people didn't really get along with Sam too well, Um, which is okay. I think he was just, you know, 20 and trying to make this batshit movie, you know, in, like, the worst conditions because they were all, like, freezing to death in this cabin. They were, like, burning the furniture after they crashed. After they fell on Bruce, they would just throw it in the (laughs) fireplace. But, um... Uh, what was I just talking about before that? Bruce Campbell. Podcast, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much harder than it sounds. Um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Uh, he scooped the manure. He scooped the manure, yeah. So he was just like, he was uh, very cool on set and like, you know, off screen. And then, um, I don't know, he's just great. I think he's great because he looks like a guy that like would be like macho you know but also full of shit you know like you yeah. know like he just looks exactly like what his character like developed to be you know where it's like yeah this guy could be you know like machismo or whatever but then it's like totally not he's got like a softer edge so, like you kind of that's why especially in the later movies you can buy him both as like the three stooges schlub and also like when he goes into like badass mode you know it's still believable i think also, you didn't explain the the scooping the manure because that's not an expression. <laughs> that's it's also not in the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to explain that. Basically, they they showed up and the cabin that they were supposed to film at was like I think it was destroyed, right? It, yeah, and so they found this one and it was just covered in manure. And then Bruce Campbell was like, "I got it. Like nobody else worry. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah." Um, so yeah, and I, I I guess he was just really good for morale on set and um some of the shots where they're like they're supposed to look dismembered, he was like they didn't want to go through the floorboards because they're filming, you know, these arms through the floorboards supposed to look like, you know, floating arms. Because apparently like rats would run through and spiders. And mm-hmm. so he would put on like the woman's clothes and, you know, pretend to be so he he was just doing a lot on set, and I, in the documentary I watched, everyone just had really nice things to say about him. Um, not as much, Mister Ramey, Samuel, if you will. Uh, yeah, Bruce Campbell, like he looks like a stud. Like his, yeah. like his, his, like he's got a, he's got. A, I like the cut of his jib, you know. Apparently, every girl in this movie had a crush on him. Do you remember that? Yeah, they were talking about how, like, when they got uh, hired for the movie, they were all hoping to be his girlfriend. Like they were all hoping to be the counterpart to him. Yeah. What are the rules here? What are the rules of this movie? The rules? 
I don't think there are. That's kind of the fun part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there are no discernible rules that I can make out. Well, because, I mean, we're, Dan asks this question as on the screen a, uh, a Deadite, right? Is that what they're actually called in the series? They yeah. don't. Yeah. A Deadite picks up the Kandarian dagger. And, like, I thought the whole thing was, like, if they touch that, like, they, you know, it's like the cross with, like, a vampire or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. But then, you know, she's out here, like, biting her own hand off at, at the moment. That seems pretty gross. Yeah. That was pretty cool. She bites her own hand off. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. What just came to mind, her chewing her own arm off. This is not related to anything. We can cut it. I was watching It's Always Sunny, and there's it was the water park episode where he talks about the woman chewing through her prolapsed anus sitting on the, the little suction thing at the yeah. bottom of the pool. That's all I could think of. That was just a comment. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a scene from The Evil Dead. So it does. I think you guys could leave that in. Maybe. They need to have an Evil Dead at a water park. <laughs> they're amazing if you see that movie where it's like about a water park and a slide that someone shoved a bunch of swords in what <laughs> what's that called it's, i forgot what it's called it's probably called slide or some shit <laughs> fucking awesome yeah so it's like so it's this part it's like all this like teenager drama you know it's classic like a bunch of 27 year olds playing like i'm in high school <laughs> and they go to the like every year like the senior graduation like happens at this local water park i think it's canadian and you know, there's the one water slide that everyone goes down, and they, and some like someone, like I don't know who, but someone stuck a bunch of swords in this, un, like this part of the water slide. You can't because it's one of those tube ones, you know, that twist around a whole lot. Okay. And someone stuck swords in it, so when people go down, they just get fucking obliterated by these swords, and like their pieces come out on the other side. I'm so excited. And about so this. like, like eight people go down it without anyone, like you know. Realizing, so then a lot of the rest of the movies, people like they'll get pushed down the slide by the killer. I don't know how, and they're like trying. They're like no, 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 like trying to climb back up the slide, but then they fall oh, wait, in. No, <laughs> and they get chopped to pieces. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, I have no idea what the name of that movie is. I'm so sorry, but I, I've seen a lot <laughs> That's about fantastic. that. Aqua slash Aqua slash. Yeah, this got to be it. That looks like it. What? It's Canadian. It's Canadian. <laughs> This yeah. is a uh, wait. When did it come out? Twenty nineteen. Wait, go. Yeah, it's a recent one. I think it was oh. something that was dumped on. You know. Yeah. What service VOD. is it on? A service? How do you say that it's got to be on Amazon. Do you see that name right there? Folks at home, I looked up water pl- water park slide with swords, and uh, <laughs> Aqua Slash was the second result. Um, it's on Showtime. What? It's on Showtime. <laughs> it's on Showtime After Dark or something. Like I don't YouTube TV. It's not on Tubi, so we might have to scrap it from the recommendation. Yeah, we list. are sponsored by Tubi, so as as sad as this might be, you are not allowed to watch Aqua Slash, folks. I was in a pitching class at school this year, and yeah. I feel like if I had pitched that, I would have Is fucking that, slayed. Can you can you give us our, your, what your pitch for Evil Dead would be? Like, if you're Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell or those guys, based on your, your class experience. Oh, man. Um, so, you have to open with, like, a good hook, right? Okay. So, you're like, <clears throat> how many of you have been hurt by a tree? Apparently, in the documentary that I was watching, they like most of that was in post. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So the 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 girl who uh, is in the tree incident goes to the <laughs> went to the premiere with her mother and had no idea because a lot of it was in post. So she was like, "Yeah, that oh, was no. cool." 
This movie might be cursed. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I have. I think. Well, one, I appreciate that. Like, um, you know, that kind of thing doesn't show up in another Raimi movie or in like this franchise. So it's not like a, you know, a weird thing he has. You know. Like with feet, D- but, didn't he say he like regretted putting it in there? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I read yeah. that when I was doing my um, very little research for this. Yeah, but but I I don't know if that um because that's the actress I don't know, the, in the documentary we watched like so the the three female leads in this movie um none of them went on to be like professional actors and I feel like this retrospective was like their first chance to you know like yeah. speak on the the movie for real in like twenty five years and. Some of them, they, because they had, this was like the movie that convinced them to not be in like the movie business because it fucking sucked filming this. It was terrible. Like the conditions. Mm. And, um, don't get into the movie business, folks. It, yeah. So, like, they were talking mad shit. Like, the whole, um, the whole documentary is pretty, uh, entertaining. Um, because they were just like, you know, pretty honest about it. But I don't, that scene, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but I'll just leave it at yeah. that. This scene where she's, uh, running through the woods is she's just running on plywood. They just laid out like really thin yeah, plywood, so she's having to run barefoot. In uh, For real. yeah, like I mean, I think she's wearing like a t-shirt and underwear, and it's like they said every day was like forty degrees or less, and so like, you know, she's cutting up her foot. Like I, I just think yeah, I mean, those those conditions were pretty wild. Part of me, like, loves the story of, like, a bunch of people went up to a cabin. It was really cold. They shoveled shit. And, yeah. Uh, Do you, and well, just ran around with the camera. I have, I have a question. Do you think that there's any bit of that instilled in the, the film, like, the performance? Like, any of their, like, you know, they're getting... They're all sleeping in the same crappy cabin. There's no heat. There's nothing. Do you think any of that, like, stress and bad experience that they're having is in the film? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a like a hot and heavy movie. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, I feel like that's, like, the whole, the whole thing, the whole energy of it. I've, you know, I feel like in general, like, you won't see that as much. But in just movies in general, like, people would be like, you always hear, like, oh, they fucking hated this guy. They hated Sam Raimi or whatever. Like, this feels like, to me, like people were doing their jobs. I mean, like, you know, he was probably demanding a lot, but then also we have, I assume, all these people were very, very committed to this project in a way of, like, I want to be a movie star. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, obvious that they went through it because, like, there's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of, like, goofy shit of, like, all right, can you sit on the ground and, like, wave your hands in the air and roll your <laughs> eyes back in your head? Uh, so, <clears throat> I don't know. But I, yeah. I love that energy. And like I said, like, the fact that, like, so much of this is uh, just this handheld, like, moving camera, like, craziness is, like, really cool to me because I like that feeling and I like that aesthetic and I like how it feels to imagine them just being like um all right next one um uh you're gonna be uh your eyes are are falling out of your face and you're bleeding from all of the orifices and you're gonna run through the door uh here we go yeah you know like i'm like so anti like things on tripods that are moving really slow and nobody's doing anything so i'm kind of like I love that about this movie. So this guy doesn't like Stanley Kubrick, I learned. I fucking <laughs> hate Stanley Kubrick. So back to 2001. So in 2001, <laughs> the monkeys, they got, they, so the monkey hit the guy, the monkey yeah. hit the other monkey, and then spaceships happen. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> obviously, the bone and the spaceship are both technology, right? Tech tools. I, can, can you use it in a sentence? Define technology. <laughs> I'm going to define technology for Someone's you. Someone's calling um, me on my iPhone. Hold on. <laughs> to, to speak to what Dan was saying about the um, <laughs> the filmmaking experience, I think it's definitely the case where, like, because a lot of people in the documentary that me and Logan both watched, like, that was a 25-year retrospective kind of thing. You know, it was on the mm -hmm. 2002 edition of the Evil Dead DVD that's probably not commercially available anywhere. Um, so, like, I think a lot of people had some, like, like really glowing things to say and like how appreciative they were of like Sam and like the process and stuff like now that it's a cult classic and like yeah. super influential. I think at the time, um, like some of the actors might've been like, they thought no one was ever going to see it and like all this stuff. And then it's like the goriest, you know, craziest shit ever. Um, but I think generally, I don't think, um, whatever they thought of Sam, I don't think he was really like an asshole. You know, I think it's yeah. like you were saying, like he was getting the movie done, you know, yeah. and more, it was more like, it seems more like Bruce was kind of like the, you know, let's chill out everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll shovel some manure uh, and he had the worst shit done to him probably, you know, at least consistently. These bookcases. Yeah. Bookcases, a lot yeah. of, um, chocolate syrup cannons to the face. Oh, um, when the when the head comes off and it's just like spraying yeah. all over him, <laughs> so I love that. That's so funny. Like I really think it's hilarious. That's, yeah, um, but I can understand being terrified also. Um, yeah, no, I this yeah, it's scary. It's still it can yeah. be scary and funny. And that's yes. what I like is that it's both all the time, and that's the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's a fun bounce to find that and have both work simultaneously without it coming off as like trying too hard to be either. Because um, a lot of movies yeah. that, that try to be two things at once, it just fails at both. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I can't think of any specific examples now that I say that. Well, there's a movie, Creep, that's not on Tubi. It's on Netflix. Um, it's, have you seen that movie, Dan? Okay. So it's like that movie, Like I watched it as a teenager in high school. And I was like, that movie was crazy. It was so scary. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I watched it with my brother. And within like 10 minutes, he was like losing his shit laughing. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. dude, this movie is hilarious. Like, thanks for showing it to me. And I was like, it's not what I intended, but I'm glad, you know, he liked it. That movie, I think particularly is like uncomfortable. Yeah, people deal with the discomfort in in those two different ways. Yes. <laughs> it's like, just, yeah. like I think I love it. I want to yeah. like, like you know, in like a Nathan Fielder situation, you know, like, um, because I have you know people in my life who refuse to watch Nathan Fielder. You know, they're yeah. they're just like I will not, or like even like people who are like I will not watch The Office. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like that at this point. I'm I Office is good. I it. just like you know, I don't. I don't think I'm going to sit down and watch all of it. I digress. Um, I love it. I love discomfort. And in like, uh, so I, the creep was a really good one because yeah. that's just, they, I think they really hit it on the head to the point where it was horrific, but also hilarious. Yeah. Because uh, well, he was like, there's the bathtub scene. I don't want to harp on this too much, but <laughs> like the bathtub scene. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the point where you're either like, this guy is crazy or you're like, this is so funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, like the main antagonist is like naked in a bathtub and like singing rubby dubby songs. Um, yep. Yeah. It's Mark, Mark Duplass. De, yeah. The league guy. Yeah. Never watched the league. Oh, but I well, have seen Evil. <laughs> I have seen Evil Dead and 2001: A Space Odyssey. Uh, so you're good for this conversation. Um, so then the spaceships fly around. They go to the moon, um, and then it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Sure. Well, I'm just going to throw a shoehorn in there because we kind of touched about the camera work and stuff already. The use of like POV to make, because like, I feel like any other like director, like his age, this generation, actually probably any, any other like amateur filmmaker, this movie would be like, all right, so now like all this stuff just happened. Now we're talking in the cabin. It would just be static, like reverse shot, like of just them standing against one of these boring ass like walls. Like, what are we going to do? Like, anyone cares about the words they're saying in, like, a movie where you know everything's going to happen. Lots yeah. Dumb, dialogue's dumb. Yeah, ex- exactly. Take, so, take like, out. But in this movie, instead, like, he uses, like, the POV to, like, really shake that. Like, you know, we get the POV of Cheryl in the dungeon and, like, all these different cool shots that, like, make scenes of just, like, I'm so scared, Ashley, you know, like, in every, you know, movie. Make it, like, we're still, like, locked in. Because something visually interesting and like original is happening rather than just like being forced to watch like you know, not that anyone's bad at acting in this movie, but like in you know, the typical B movie, like non actors be like, Oh my god <laughs> You know I think my other point uh, that I wanted to bring up was the fact because I kinda you know, also talked about this in my in- introduction of the movie of like how I knew about it. Um like back in the day, this has like if you Google this, it has an NC seventeen rating, mm. which is kind of what because compared like I don't know, like we're talking about Hereditary before this like that's way grosser than this movie I think personally, um, and uh, Sam Ra- the some people I don't know, one of his producers claimed in the documentary that um, Evil Dead Two was a comedy because this movie like a straight up comedy because this movie got so much shit like legally like he went on trial for obscenity in England mm, over sure. this movie because you know it was like made by the devil um, so he made the second one a comedy so it'd be more like pal- palatable you know yeah there's more chainsaws in the second movie so I like the second movie for sure more, I'm not gonna lie chainsaw more chainsaws again, yeah. yeah chainsaws also I think this premise lends itself better to um, comedy but that's why I think the first movie is really funny whether they meant it or not I laugh at it but Army of Darkness has the most skeletons of all of them, and that I love true. skeletons. I do love stop motion skeletons, especially yeah. Jason and the Argonauts. Hell yeah! Should have should have made Logan watch that one. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I love Evil Dead, but I don't think Logan would like that movie. So, Tommy, you have skeleton thoughts? Ooh, skeleton thoughts. Uh, if we want to talk about The Shining, I have a skeleton thought about The Shining. My least favorite scene in my favorite movie is when uh, Wendy's walking through the hotel. And all those spooky things are happening. And there's one point where she walks into a room and it's just skeletons. And it's like the cheesiest fucking thing in I the world. After all these genuinely unsettling visuals, she walks into a room and it's just like skeletons. I think it's dumb. I don't know if this is going to make... I think I'm anti-skeleton. Can, can we... Well, one, that's... Um, <laughs> listen, okay. Uh, the end of this show. Yeah, listen. <laughs> we all have... There's a skeleton in you right now, all right? Yeah, gonna, and it's <laughs> all wet and gross. I don't like that. Wow. Um, we... I want to I want to look this shining scene up because I don't remember that at all. I don't remember skeletons it, it's super, whatsoever. It's super brief. It's like she's writing down proof. that super red. Well, yeah, and hallway. she sees George Bush and like that whole thing. <laughs> no, because you know there's George like, Bush fucking the bear. Yeah, there's like 19 million <laughs> conspiracy theories about, or like just theories, I guess, about what that. That means. Stanley Kubrick called George Bush in the 80s. <laughs> is it? Wait, what? Is oh that? no, that's not oh, real. Okay, okay, because like it could <laughs> no. be. I mean, apparently that movie is a confession that he faked the moon landing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, duh, he wears an Apollo sweater. Yeah, there's one thing that points toward it, so it has to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, I detected sarcasm, but that's the belief that my entire belief system is based on. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, no, it's so it's further in. We're, we're pulling the up The Shining movies. right now to find this scene. Okay, I think it cuts back to Wendy, and then she's about to see some skeletons. Yep, here we go, here we go. Here we go, folks. Skeletons. Skeleton watch. 
That's not even scary. No, it's not. It's genuinely not scary. And everything else about this was scary. Okay, you know what? I think... It's a I totally forgot about that. <laughs> well, I just All like right. how she walks into like a room with cobwebs. Like we don't even see the skeletons yet. She's like, oh my God. You know, like she didn't even. Yeah, no, that was a weird cut. Yeah. It's like you just what? saw George Bush sucking a bear's, you know, member. And now you're walking to an empty cobweb, you know, drenched lobby. You're like, oh my God, spiders. I don't know. As a fan of skeletons, <laughs> I'm cool with that scene. Um, yeah. Logan likes it. Do you guys? Anyway. Oh God. Um, so the evil dead. Yeah. Um, I got too caught up in skeleton discourse. I love Evil Dead. Second time watching it, slapped so much harder than the first time. Now that I have more context for Raimi, I think it's cool, again, seeing those through lines throughout his entire career that he's always just been a weirdo making gross shit. And I think that's really admirable, being a weirdo making gross shit. That's what I aspire to. Uh, Yeah, I also had a, like I said, much better experience with this movie this time. And I was thinking that... Sometimes I try to think about if I was a film professor and I had to design a course, like a 101, about um, production and like style and vision and stuff, I think this is one I would include. Um, I feel like it's so... It's inspiring. It's very like scrappy and just to the point and strong, just strong visually and strong from a directorial sense. And yeah, it was really cool. I was jamming. Uh, And pure good old-fashioned diy filmmaking Woo. Woo! yeah um do you have wrapping thoughts can you wrap okay. them can you, <laughs> can you wrap your thoughts <laughs> my name no. is andrew and i'm here to say i like evil dead in a spooky way. i watched the whole i, I watched the whole video about how or the i'm so-and-so and i'm here to say is actually from a flintstones fruity pebble commercial yeah, <laughs> like it's like, the best opening rap yeah, bar in history. Because like, because there's like you know there's a line from Rapper's Delight that's almost that, but not quite, and then they change it in the Flintstones commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I re- I really do love this movie. Um, I will say a thing I forgot to mention earlier. Um, that kind of all over the place right now, but um, I feel like in this movie you don't really get. It's cool because like you can see um. There is like definitely like a DIY edge to it, but also like the beginnings of like you know Sam Raimi and like Bruce Campbell who go on to like do like larger, you know, budget things and have you know just different kind of stuff. But um, you get one glimpse of like the future Bruce Campbell because you know I'm a fan of Burn Notice. I forgot to say that that's a part of my attachment to this movie and Bruce is that I grew up watching Burn Notice before I knew about any of this shit. Have you guys ever seen that show? No. Classic show on USA starring him and Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan, mad underrated actor. So they're, so they're both like, you know, B-movie and like TV actors that like never broke into that leading, you know, thing. This is taking too long. Um, but you get one glimpse of like future Ash slash Bruce Campbell, which is when um, Linda's talking to him while he's listening to the Necronomicon. And she says something and he's like, yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Not now. <laughs> and it's like the one like everything else is like not really ash in this movie you know what i mean other than like being scared but there was just that one moment of flipping just like yeah sure good movie like it 10 out of 10 i give it a 10 out of 10 too um You're bumping it up. Hmm? You're bumping it up from- yeah yeah well you know 10 out of 10 here and then four and a half on letterbox <laughs> um, those translate to the same thing uh 
Got to keep it low purely, on to be cool. Purely on entertainment value, it's 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 five stars. Like it's fun, and it's really paranoid, which I like. Like I feel like Bruce Campbell plays that so well, and especially in the second one. Yeah, I mean it. It has every element I like. It's scary. It's funny, and then it's super chaotic and it's DIY. I mean, I'm not sure what more you could want. Just like the Trenchies, check them out. Check them out on Spotify. <laughs> Naive now streaming. Um, I, who can say when this episode is going to come out? But you'll have new music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, there's no way of telling. We're making a movie called Skeleton Watch. Which Fuck is, um, yeah. Which is us just watching movies and seeing if they have skeletons in them. <laughs> oh, we do. The trenches were oh, like focused okay. on Skeleton Watch now. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Seen the radio interview of Billy Bob Thornton where they yep. ask, yep, they, oh, yeah. they ask, <laughs> they introduce him as an actor and he's like there to promote his band. He's like, uh uh-uh. uh, and he, he just doesn't speak like the it's whole like time. It's like the Santa Claus That's, bit, and I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of where we're at right now, dude. I haven't thought about that in so long, but when you did that just now, I thought about that and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> remember when Billy Bob Thornton didn't want to talk about acting? The way he yeah. handled it, too, was so bad. What a weird guy, man. <laughs> turn, uh, do you think Billy Bob is in any movies that also feature skeletons? Um, Leave a comment. He's in a simple plan. <laughs> yeah, does that have a skeleton in the plane? I think it does. <laughs> when are they in the plane? Also Sam, right. also Sam Raimi. Skeleton, oh my God, everything connects. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? That is, that is, <laughs> might be my, okay, so really Skeleton Watch <laughs> episode two. does. <laughs> it all connects. It's a new movie. podcast out on Ox, <laughs> Ox <There's>, Audio. <laughs> There's a podcast within a podcast within a podcast well, right now. We're in the Patreon. Oh, this yeah. Is this is bonus content for the patrons. Yeah. yeah. Where were we? Oh, the trenches. Oh. That's what we were talking about. Your yeah, band. So. <laughs> um, let's try and make this clean. Um, to cut. Um, yeah, so the trenches will have uh, new music soon. Uh, if you follow us at the trenches on Instagram or on Spotify. We may or may not have new music. Well, as the time of this recording, we have one song. So if there's more than one song on our Spotify, that makes us very happy. Yeah, and we're glad that you can hear it. But if not, there will be very soon because it's mostly recorded. So yeah. It's um, called Naive, and it's also on Tommy Kessler's The Wiener Tape. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Hey, do you like charity and gay people? You should buy the Wiener Tape because all the proceeds are going to Brave Space Alliance, the first trans-led, uh, black-led, LGBTQ plus organization in the South Side. It's on Bandcamp. It's called the Wiener Tape. Trenchies are on it. Other people that you might know. It's it's a good time. And there are no skeletons on it. There I are no skeletons on it. That might be. A, <laughs> listen, if that's a deal breaker for you, still, you know, it, you know, the the donation matters. But I mean, yeah. I know there's no didn't skeletons. You, didn't you do like? I could be wrong. But didn't you do a remix of a Cut Your Losses song and the cover has the skeletons The cover had on skeletons. It. So now we all look stupid. Now- <laughs> and now you do like skeletons because oh, you, your name is and on And also that. I made alternate artwork where I was standing on top of the bean which was crushing skulls. All right. I would like to apologize for um, <laughs> for claiming a lack of skeletons on the Wiener Tape. So now the Wiener Tape not only is for a good organization and has good music, but it has skeletons on it. So. Literally nothing else other than more skeletons, probably. And this concludes but. Skeleton Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having us. It's been a appreciate it. Are we, do you guys do that? Yeah. I don't know. That, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I listened yeah, to. Yeah. I listened to. Was just, that good? Was yeah, that the was right? Good, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we gotta pretend we didn't interrupt yeah. that. Um, fuck. <laughs>
<laughs> fuck, it was so natural before. And then you were like, oh. No, no, you did it. You no, okay. <laughs> you gotta you gotta say something for me to, to bounce off of again. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it was cool. You guys got any closing thoughts? Yeah, uh, personally, I liked the Shining skeleton scene. Um, yeah. And um, I also liked Evil Dead, 1981, directed by Samuel Raimi. Um, Samuel Raimi. Uh, <laughs> Samuel Raimi. Once, once I hand this to you, you probably won't hand it back. So, so it make it count, all right? I just realized that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, Raimi... <laughs> Sam Raimi is the same as the uh, the mouse from Ratatouille. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. I regret <laughs> passing you the mic. Okay, we got is, there, is the oh, trenchies breaking up right now? <laughs> I'm a, we'll talk about it in the car right now. It's gonna be a very quiet. <laughs> the answer is yes, Dan. You heard it here on this podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having us. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you.